I'm not gonna lie, I haven't really been paying attention to wrestling this week. Oh. It's been very boring. Neither have I. Well, this should be fun. <laughs> Speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to episode 54 of Boot to the Face Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rucker. I'm with Marty Vasquez. How's it going, Marty? Uh, it's going good. It's going <laughs> great. It's going well. Uh, uh, any football this weekend you got, got to pay attention to? Oh, that's right. Don't we play each other in my league? Um, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> After I saw that Kamara's bitch ass is sitting out again this week, I said, fuck it. I don't even know what's going to happen now. I shouldn't even have brought it up because now you're going to adjust your lineup. You had like three people starting that aren't playing. And I was like, oh, it should be an easy win. But I'm I'm not going to be cheap like that. And I'll make sure to remind you to start your lineup. Oh, fuck. I didn't even have a tight end. Son of a bitch. There ain't many out there. Uh, going forward, if you want to make a trade for Zach Ertz, I'm listening. Oh shit, dude! I didn't do shit. <laughs> we are recording, motherfucker. I, I... <laughs> as far Ju- as the wrestling, Ju- the wrestling Ju- Ju- uh, Juju's going to come out whip some ass today. The wrestling podcast. I'm two and five. I've won two in a row. Should be three in a row, but I lost that damn game to JP's punk ass. And I play RJ from Ringside Rant today. He's project, projected to get 140. I'm projected to get 124. So we'll see how that goes. I'm right in the thick of the playoff race at 2-5 and five because the league is, I shouldn't say immediate. What's the word that everybody likes to use about the, the NFL? Uh, parody. We got a lot of parody in our league. Like everybody's 2-4, and 3-5, and, and 3-4, and 4-3. and three. There's only like a couple really good teams in that league, so. Playoff race is still there. Um, I'll trade you Zach Ertz and Devontae Adams for Kamara. (laughs) 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 Come on, Packer fan. Oh, motherfucker. You're not going to let me pick this bitch ass up? Yeah, uh, there was a tight end in our league, I think, that it just got dropped, so you can't pick him up yet. You got to put a claim in for him. I just saw that. That shit happen. Well, looks like I just told you, man. Zach Ertz and Devontae Ad- Devontae Adams ain't done shit for me. He's about to come back, but I don't need him. I got me some good receivers. So the hell with Devontae. Ad- I could use Kamara though. Just saying. I, I I can use Kamara also. Kamara basically is the one that carries my team. But this I gives can't, you I, this I can't gives you a tight end and a can, number can one I trade receiver. Him? I know I can't drop him, but I can trade him. Trade who? Kamara. Yeah. You just can't drop him because you picked him so early. He's a 
they basically don't want a certain amount of people just be getting dropped. And then instead of making a trade, you pick. It's a collusion type thing that they try to avoid where you can't drop certain players. Because I got a couple that I can't drop too. Especially like after you're eliminated from playoff contention, it, I don't think it lets you drop anybody unless you're doing pickups. But yeah, think about the trade. Uh, he looked really good on my team. I'm just saying. At least you could contribute to a championship team because we know yours isn't going to win. I don't know, man. I'm making my I'm making my way back. I see you get Stefan Diggs always screws me up. It's like a running theme on this show. It's Stefan Diggs fucking me over. I start him. He doesn't do anything. You started him Thursday night, and he's got you 19.3 points. Yeah, well, that's you know, I have to make up something for the 40 points he dropped while he was on the bench the week before. He had more catches last week in one game than he had every game I've started him in this season, which was like three of them. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he's heating up. Oh, well. I'm still not starting. Fuck Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Let's get to some wrestling, Marty. Wrestling, wrestling. Damn, I'm getting my ass beat. I'm listening. I'm here. I got you. <laughs> He's consumed with his fantasy football. <laughs> we'll start at the beginning of the week, Monday Night Raw. Um, the biggest takeaway I had was there was no women's matches, and come to find out later that they were all overseas. Um, I don't know if you like. I watch Raw live because Monday nights is like a tradition or whatever. But it was a glaring issue. And I know you watch it later on, so you can fast forward through everything. Did you even notice, or was it uh? Uh, so the only reason why I noticed, well, I was a uh, the awareness was already there because I had already seen your tweets. So, because um, I, I I watched like the first half of Raw on Monday night, then I watched the second half like a day later. Um, but I already I already saw your tweets, so it was already there, so I already knew. Um, but if I yeah. I, just, I didn't really even pay attention to it. And then I saw your tweet. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. That... But they were all overseas. Like The women were. And I, and I guess other wrestlers were. I, I mean, I don't even know how they got it. Uh, which leads me to a question that I, I asked myself earlier. Like, how are they going to do Crown Jewel? Crown Jewel's Thursday morning in Saudi Arabia. And then everybody's just going to fly back to America and do SmackDown the next night. Like, that's a lot of travel. In two days to have to put on it, and you're changing time zones. You're basically going from uh, Thursday night to Thursday morning when you get on the plane. I don't know. That's just that's that's weird to me. But you're you're picking you're picking up uh, hours coming back, so you know it's like going back an extra day. I don't know. It just seems like that's that's why wouldn't they do Crown Jewel on the weekend instead of the middle of the week? Is there a religious thing that? They can't perform in Saudi because we all know their values over there are so fucking high and mighty. Let me tell you. Uh, well, and like, and so they're going to be in New York on Monday. Oh, I mean, on Friday. So I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the two. They're just not. They're not flying as far. I don't know how far of a distance that is. I'm sure it's a decent amount, but I don't know. It just um, there's no women <laughs> on the show besides uh, Selena Vega. So I guess she's just done wrestling altogether. Besides her little. Zelina Conrana that she does, which is dope. Um, but you had two debuts on this past Raw, Marty. Humberto Carrillo. Is that how you, you say his name? You mean the Black Power Ranger? <laughs> Wouldn't he be the, the Hispanic Power Ranger? 
Well, no. Oh, you meant the color of his gear. Okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because this the second power, the second guy to wear a black Power Ranger was Asian. So you know, this, this color. Same. Zach but, is the best Black Ranger of all. Hell time. yeah, man! I don't care what anybody says, dude. I had Zach's birthday on VHS. I used to watch that shit all the damn time. <laughs> when that show came out is when I was in California. I was in and, California too. Look at that. And uh, I lived in San Diego, I believe, at the time, Chula Vista, Wait, right outside of San Diego. And uh, I would come home from school, wouldn't do my homework because that's how it was. And watch the Power Rangers, and right after the Power Rangers, Monday Night Raw would come on at five o'clock. So I was like living a life on Mondays as a kid. Yeah, I used to. Uh, uh, I would get out of class. I was in kindergarten, first grade when that first came out. Uh, I was kindergarten, kindergarten. So we literally like get out of class, run home, and then I was in LA, so we used to like run home, um, jump in the house, and fucking just throw all that shit on. And it was all about Power Rangers, didn't it? like. Bobby's World and shit like that, and also Bobby's Power World. Rangers. They're like, boom, Bobby's, that's it. There we Bobby's go. Mom used to piss me off. I couldn't stand Bobby's mom. Bobby with his big ass head. <laughs> oh shit, that was hey, or Hey Arnold. Humberto. Humberto. I don't know shit about this guy, and be honest with you, I don't think Humberto knows shit about Humberto. Um. <laughs> The thing I got, the thing I took away from the main segment was Seth Rollins was getting interviewed by Kayla, or was it Charlie? I can't remember. And they were holding the microphone up so he could talk on it. And then he just walks off, and the camera follows him, and he keeps talking, but he loses no audio at all. So what the hell's the point of the microphone? Is there? <laughs> I mean, I know that's something stupid to notice, but it was just like. He just was talking like he's talking to one of his buddies, and we picked up every little bit of it. He lost no audio quality at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I uh, There were some things I just didn't pay attention to. Like, that was one of them. It was just, I, I wasn't tuned in at that point. Like, this is done. Raw, yeah. r- I, Raw didn't really capture my attention. At all. Raw's been a <laughs> snoozer for weeks lately. Um, Humberto debuted and he had a decent match from what I fast forwarded through with Seth and, uh, the street profits debuted, which I was excited for. They finally wrestled. So people that don't watch NXT, which I don't know why you wouldn't have been watching NXT finally got to see them in ring. And I know everybody loves Montez Ford. I love Montez too, but Angelo Dawkins is a beast. Yeah, he is. I didn't realize like, I didn't realize how big he was until he stood in there with Luke Gallows. And I was like, damn, that motherfucker's big. Even Montez Ford, like, he got in there, and I wasn't expecting, I didn't think he was that big either. Yeah, he's like 6'3 or something. He's tall and lean, but, but, (laughs) but the Angelo Dawkins is like, I don't know. I think he can move for his size, which is really good. Hopefully he'll be able to keep that up through his whole career. But yeah, everybody talks about Montez Ford. I feel like Dawkins gets overlooked, but he they all say Montez is gonna be a breakout star. I think Dawkins is gonna be the breakout star because I think he's got more not charisma, but I don't know. I just like him talking more than I like Montez Ford talking. They're uh, they're gonna fizzle out um a lot like uh Enzo and Cass. No, Montez, Montez got en- that mouthpiece. And- unlike Enzo and Cass, they can actually wrestle though. 
I'm just kidding. I don't I don't believe that whatsoever. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say how dare you say. Uh, although when they when Cass and Enzo come back, I can see the the two the those two teams getting back getting face to face. Why 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 are you doing this? Why are you even wishing that negativity on W? I mean the WWE. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, we got enough bullshit we got to deal with right now with this horrible creative they got going on. I'm just giving you shit. I really don't want them coming back. I don't want Enzo. I know Enzo is your favorite. Industry. You could bring back your SAFW T-shirt. Or however you spell it, S A W F T. I can't. I can't even use my my mic mug or glass anymore because it's got the Enzo thing on the front. I'm like, oh, can't use that mic no more. Don't put that mic away. Got to retire that shit. So were you disappointed by the Street Profits' uh, backup being Kevin Owens? <sighs> yeah, I really was. I wasn't expecting it to be KO to be honest at all. I was. It was so predictable, but I I was hoping like. They got to do something different. They're not going to have KO. They're not going to have, like, even Randy Orton would have been cool just because him and AJ had that beef around WrestleMania time. Yeah. But, I mean, nope. It just would, I, I thought that it could have been a good opportunity for them to bring somebody that hasn't been in the spotlight and giving them the opportunity to move up. Nice. That's a nice, that's a nice Braves clip, right? The glass you got right there. Is that the one that came with the pack? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's only good through the first four drinks, though. It cracks in the fifth one. Oh, this. <laughs> little, little Braves inside. Well, not inside, I guess. Oh, <laughs> oh so bitch. Yeah, I know, right? It's, I'm still pissed off. And then to watch, and then to watch, uh, St. Louis get match. fucking swept. Yeah, St. Louis just not even show up for the rest of the series. It's just like, cause I let's be real, the Braves would have beat the Nationals. The Braves own the Nationals. Like the Nationals they, they don't have, have shit for them. They really would have, and that's what's bullshit. Ooh, they decided, oh, yeah, let's give up 10 runs in the first inning. We're talking about shit two series ago, and it's always... Can I say... I blame it all on the fucking Brewers. They couldn't fucking get shit done. They ruined the rest of the series for everybody. Can I say that I, the thing I love the most about baseball playoffs is how fast it goes? Like, the NBA playoffs is fucking two and a half months long, and then you get to the finals. They play one game, they take two days off, and then they play another game and take three days off. Baseball's like, you got eight days, seven games, get that shit done. I don't care if it rains or not, you got a doubleheader then. Like, baseball ain't messing around, I like that. Except for when we get like 22 innings and like a seven and a half hour game. Yeah, but how often does that happen? Not very often. Not very often at all. When what it does are we talking happen, about? When it does uh, happen, the Dodgers get a win. Kevin Owens, I, I wish they would have had somebody else. The Street Profits put out, we got friends in high places in all capital letters, and I really thought it was going to be Matt Riddle because they always are in the back dicking around with Matt Riddle. I was hoping that was going to be it, but nope, just same old KO. Boot to the face by Roman Reigns. Marty's got wrestling on in the background. Oh, who's that? Oh, bitch-ass Corbin? My two, right. favorite, my two favorite wrestlers <laughs> going at it right now. Oh, we know. oh wow. Fucking shit's done. I'm out. <laughs> what? I'm allowed to like fucking Baron Corbin? You said two favorite. You can like him. You don't favorite? Yeah, he's one of my favorite people to watch on TV right you now. You said you said my two favorite people. Yeah. My two favorite wrestlers. Yeah. So out of the entire roster, take away Roman, Baron Corbin is your favorite wrestler. Male? Yes. Here. How much crack have you taken today? 
None. I'm drinking water. We talked about this earlier. Uh, I'm not even. I have no alcohol in my system. King Corbin. Moving along. Let's get to Wednesday night, the best wrestling night of the week. Uh, in our notes, I sent you. It says NXT. And the only note that I had for NXT was Finn motherfucking Balor. <laughs> How Prince, good... bitch. Prince. Prince <laughs> is back. How good was that? Oh, that was so fucking awesome. Out of nowhere. Like, I've never seen a Pele kick look that good Dude. before. Yeah, like, it was it was flawless. Like, that shit came out of nowhere and just, boom, there it was. He never even looked at like, it. I, I, I felt like I was watching Street Fighter. I was playing Street Fighter, and fucking Guile just came out and said, boom, there it is. Sonic, boom, and then boom, there it happened. He never, like, I've watched it a bunch of times because people have posted it a lot. And he's, like, in the middle of taking his jacket off and all that, and then just, pow. Without look, it kicks him in the face, and Gargano sold the hell out of it because I don't think he had a choice because it looked like it really hit him in the head. Um, <laughs> and then they, Undisputed Era beats the dog shit out of Ciampa, which I, I loved how they did that. Just NXT does little stuff. Like Ciampa's kind of fighting back, and they're all just beating the hell out of him. The camera wasn't jumping around like it does on WWE programming. I don't know. The whole thing just worked for me. Um and that was on the heels of a really good triple threat match with Roderick Strong, Keith Lee, and Dominic Djokovic. Djokovic. Dominic. No, I don't know how to say his last name. Dominic. Dominic D. Yeah, who's really good. Um, Dominic D's better than fucking Shorty G. Uh, I'm sorry. So yeah, how'd you like NXT? We'll uh, we'll bury the lead and go with them first. Uh, I love NXT. I love moments of NXT. I'm not gonna lie, this entire card wasn't the greatest of cards. Um, Matt Riddle, he does what he ha- he does what he does. Um, Rhea Ripley gained the win over Bianca Belair. That was it was a good match too. It was, and it's like it's 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 pretty straightforward and cut Bianca Belair is basically the NXT jobber that's that's all she does they just job her out to the next person coming up and it's kind of a shame because I feel like she's an amazing talent and I think she can get if she got that push she can do great things there but they just use her as a stepping stone for every person that's going to move on into the the, the title pitcher uh and obviously that happened again with, with her going up against Rhea Ripley well I think uh, a, a win versus Bianca Belair for Rhea Ripley means more than a win versus Rhea Ripley for Bianca Belair. No, I agree. I'm not I'm not saying Yeah. That. So I th- I think there's a reason why they did it. it I don't just, think she's completely out of it. Um but I mean it'll be a minute. Yeah, I know. It just seems like she continues taking the L. And it's yeah. just you know I hear that. So like how many times is she going to put somebody over and is it going to be valuable? Like that, that this is how good it is. Like she is continuing taking the L. And still putting people over. She's she's fucking being Roman Reigns on NXT right now. That's exactly what she did for that women's division. And it could be why she's losing. Um, the one thing that I did, like, the whole Keegan Knox and Dakota Kai fighting Schaefer and Jessamyn Duke for the like the number one contenders for the tag team championships. Like, one, how the fuck did, did Jessamyn Duke and Maria Schaefer even get into the point that they're fighting for the number one contendership? Like... They've been on TV once in the last year. 
Well, for NXT, I mean, name another women's tag team. Oh, Tegan Knox and, and Dakota Kai were just but thrown they're, together. They're, yeah, but I get that. But this is this is um this is the the number one contendership match for the tag team championship that that encompasses the entire enterprise, right. not just NXT. So you're telling me that out of three brands, the top two teams are Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox and Jessamine Duke and Maria Schieffer. Okay, I think, and this is WWE or NXT's fault for not making this little detail. I think they're number one contenders for NXT. That's why the no, champions are coming number, to NXT. Well, I mean, I know that I know that's what they said, but I'm saying I think what they meant was that out of the NXT women's tag teams, they're the number one contenders for their show. Okay, but I get it. That makes sense. Then. But I just think that WWE is so damn stupid and and leave out minor details of everything. They they expect us to fill the blanks in, which is you know, and I could be wrong. It, they could just be number one content, which would make no sense. But I do like the fact that they're finally gonna have the champions come back to NXT and defend the titles, well, and the the title belts are finally gonna be you know on every brand like they said it was. What damn near six seven months ago when the titles well, got no the the well they didn't get defended but I mean the titles were on NXT like the first day they had them yeah they just came out and celebrated they never uh, did anything they're gonna they're Knox and and Dakota Kai gonna win these belts and then we're gonna get the Kabuki Warriors stuck on NXT no they're on Raw I think uh, they're gonna stuck you on lose NXT. you, you st- I wouldn't be mad at it I mean I I want to see I obviously think they're going towards Oscar versus Becky and that's why Becky's wrestling Kyrie saying tomorrow night so it could be some kind of interference but that's completely different I like Tegan Knox I never really saw her before lately I think she's dope I don't like Dakota Kai at it. like I, I don't either. I don't get the hype of Dakota Kai and she looks like her hair needs to be combed. And they made Santana job out to her last year. Um, anyways. I'm only drinking water, but I'm taking the drink. Marty found a way to tie in Santana Garrett to fucking women's tag team championship. And Santana's not even on TV yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which her, her ass shifty, though. Like, I don't know shit. how you managed to do that, but you did it fucking flawlessly. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Like, I know Dakota Kai has done her thing, and she's been there for a while. But when it comes to Dakota Kai, the only that stands out to me about her, or that I remember, is the fact that they made Santana job out to after Santana beat her ass for the entire match. Yeah, I, I don't know. Everybody was excited when she came back, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm like, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with her. I just, I see nothing there to me. Like nothing connects to me, but. Like I said, I like Tegan Knox. I think Tegan Knox is a beast. Like she got that tag and she came in and went to whooping ass. And I never paid attention to her matches before, so that yeah. was uh that that was really well. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because again, that'll be something good to see is the women's tag titles def- and defended on NXT. So it won't be some bullshit. T- it'll actually be a legit match instead of four minutes on SmackDown, which is gonna be cool because then we get to see. And here's the thing: this, like, when you get like a legit match like that, I think that we're going to see something from Oscar that we haven't seen in a while. And I think that I'm actually kind of looking forward to that, um, just because I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Oscar, and I don't think that she's as great as everyone thinks she is. But she's definitely stepped down from when she was on NXT, and I think putting her back on NXT for this tag team match, even though it's a tag match, 
Um, I think it's going to build her up and let her have a great match again that she hasn't had in a long time. And I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, let's fantasy book for a second. What if, what if Oscar, my fantasy football team beat yours today? No. What if Oscar calls Becky to match versus Kyrie Sane tomorrow night and Becky shows up at NXT? Oh, talk about elevation. That would that be pretty fucking legit. Would that not be dope? Now, yeah, will they do that though? Because they've I've only seen them have people show up at NXT once. You want to and... know why they won't do it? Because that happening will surpass and cover anything that happens the next morning on Crown Jewel. So what? I'm Crown just, Jewel. hold on, hold on. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying the WWE knows that the no no one's be paying attention to their shit if Becky comes back on NXT. I mean, they they all work for WWE. The the point is to get your shit out there. It doesn't matter which brand it's on. Becky would be putting over NXT, and then that would tell people, "Hey, tune in to NXT. You never know what the hell you might see." Because you know like she's to put uh, over. Hmm. She has to put her boyfriend over. Well, I was about to mention him. That was the last time that I remember uh, main roster star going to NXT was when he went down there looking for Triple H, and that was like. That blew everybody. Everybody was like, oh, shit. Like, what the hell is Seth Rollins doing here? Yep. And, I mean, if something like that were to happen, that would be. So now I'm kind of hoping that Becky loses tomorrow and Oscar like, sprays the green mist in her face again. Hmm. WWE creative. If you're looking for somebody to hire, I mean, you just guarantee me a three-year contract with pay. You don't even have to keep me the whole time. Just give me the with pay part. I'm good. I'll come and help you. I promise. I mean, if they hire Mick Foley, son, why not? Man, you leave Dewey out of this. Uh, hire the rest of the fucking DuckTales crew or whoever it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Is there anything else from NXT we need to cover before we move to AEW? Nah, I think we're good with NXT. Well, let's start AEW off with my favorite tag team, SCU. It is... Official this Wednesday, the Midnight. I'm sorry, the Midnight Express. The Rock and Roll Express will be presenting the tag team titles to the winner of SCU versus the Lucha Brothers. Um, there were two tag matches. We'll start with SCU versus the Dark Order. I actually like this match, and not just because I'm an SCU fan. I thought the Dark Order finally looked believable, like not gimmicky. Um, well, and they dominated that most of that match too, and yep. did it like in a believable fashion. It wasn't like uh, Kazarian and and Scorpio Sky were just like jobbing out and letting them like just selling it. They did, but they were showing it. They were doing it in a way that it made it look like they were actually getting beat rather than selling a beating. If that makes any sense. Yep. And Kazarian, for the first time since he's been in AEW, finally looked really good. Yeah. Not through no fault of his own. I'm not saying he's looked like shit. I'm just saying the way the match was put together, it finally gave him a little bit of shine compared to how he's been treated since they've been there. So SCU gets the victory versus Dark Order. And then you had the Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. I like both teams. I hated this match. Yeah. Um I didn't I didn't I didn't really care for that match either. And I actually thought that that the SCU Dark Order match was a fantastic match, and then we got we, the Lucha Bros and Par Par. That was first, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and 
yeah, it, I, there was like the, when they first came out, I was excited for it, and then it just kind of fell flat for me, and I don't know why. Maybe because like I feel like Lucha Bros have been in the title picture or been like, I mean, with the exception of the Bucks, the Lucha Bros have probably been getting more face time than anybody else since mm-hmm. April, uh, and I I'm just not completely sold on them yet, and I don't know, man. I just yeah, I don't. I don't. It did nothing about that match enticed me to continue to, like to, to to watch it and be entertained. Uh, I had no no investment in that. Is that you know, and just didn't do anything for me. To me, the Lucha Brothers are a good car crash tag team, where a ladder match or a hardcore match or just spot after spot after spot, like they do that better than anybody. But if you're just talking about a tag team wrestling match, like I can name. A lot of tag teams I'd rather watch than them. Uh, and Private Party is kind of the same. Like, there was a lot of standing around and a lot of choreography that went into that match. Just like, you got to be here. You got to be here. Oh, you're not close enough to the ropes. Get up and scoot over a little bit. Like, there was a lot of just common sense bullshit that if you were in a, le- obviously, wrestling's not real, but if you were in a real fight, you wouldn't like put yourself in harm's way. To let somebody jump on you like that. That match was a lot of that. Um, the Lucha Brothers get the win. And prediction time, Marty. Lucha Brothers versus SCU. Who's going to be AEW's first tag team champions? At first, when this all started, I was talking about how as much as obviously I, I would love for the Bucks and SCU to win it. I thought there needed to be somebody else who wasn't at the forefront of the organization. Um uh, now that we're down to Lucha Bros and SCU and what SCU's done, and the fact that uh, Scorpio Sky is in there and not Christopher Daniels, um, I gotta go with it, man. So Cowboys, SCU gonna get this. Get, God, they gotta get this championship. I think it fits best for them to hold these titles, and I think that does good things for Kazarian, but I think it does great things for Scorpio. I feel the same way. I think the story coming out, there's more options if SCU has the titles. Because um, you got the Bucks feuding with LAX, and LAX will probably win that feud. And so you got a heel team, and then you got the Dark Order. Like the majority of the tag teams in AEW are heel, also, besides like the best friends, the Bucks, and SCU, like I guess Private Party. I guess, never mind. I guess I'm wrong with it. Anyway, there's just, <laughs> there's more story. If SCU comes away with the title, hell, you can have Christopher Daniels come back like I was the one on the roster to begin with and I got hurt. Y'all won the belts, but technically I'm the tag team champion and start some little like beef that everybody wanted to see the New Day start with each other could start in SCU. Why are you, you going to fantasy book them breaking up like that, man? I'm not saying they're breaking up. I'm just saying a little turmoil. Oh, OK. Kind of like the okay. Shield had back in the day before they actually broke up, like with Ambrose and Roman. Which yeah. was really good storytelling back then too. Um, it could be something like that. It could be SCU versus, like I said, LAX. How long is Christopher Daniels out though? He's out for a while, isn't he? I don't. Is he really hurt though? Like, I is it a real he, injury? I thought. He, I honestly he, never looked into it. I, I thought he was like something. I, I I thought it was something like there was actually something backstage. It wasn't just. Um, I could be totally wrong. Maybe I saw something different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I figured it was a 
a storyline thing just because they came out the week before and Scorpio Sky made a big deal of stepping aside and letting Christopher Daniels and Kazarian go. And then the very next week, Daniels gets hurt and Scorpio Sky's got to wrestle. Well, it's looking like he had a pinched nerve, which is what sent him out. Yeah. That shit. I've had that before. That shit sucks. In his back? Yeah. That's what it looks like. So I don't know, and and I yeah so I don't know. That's that's coming from different sources. I saw a few different sources just shouted that out th- within the last week and a half. So I don't know. It could be storyline. Um, maybe maybe it is storyline just to get Scorpio in there. Who knows? Maybe he's uh, Christopher Daniels is doing his his boardroom work to make that happen. I don't know, but for some reason I felt like that his injury was act was like an actual injury that they were just putting him off air for yeah, off TV is. for a while. Probably is, but I'm going with SCU also. Um, besides Cody Scorpio, guy is like my favorite wrestler in AEW, so I would love for him to be the first tag champions along with Frankie Kazarian, who with Cody makes a really good cigar. So look, it's three way three way tie in right there. The fucking three degrees of, of Frankie Kazarian for Chris Rucker, tag team with my second favorite wrestler makes cigars with my first favorite wrestler. I know, man. I'm still trying to get a hold of some of those. Right, you want me to send you one? Oh, you got one? Yeah. Oh, well, then I guess I better mail out that beer. Yeah, I'll send you one. It should be there like January 2023 sometime. <laughs> so I finally got the boxes to ship those out. <laughs> oh, man, get the fuck out of here. I don't even want to hear it anymore. I'll just wait till it's in the mail. Uh... <laughs> I did mail it, man. I mailed it. You must have given me the wrong address because that bitch popped back oh, in get my the mail. Hell out of here. I showed you that shit, too. Like, I had the right address written on there. It sent it back to me like five times. That's I don't your... know. I don't know about that. Every time you're like, oh, send it back. I'm like, what's the address? And you never responded back with the address. I'm I sent like, you a picture that? of the oh, fucking shit. envelope. The last time, not the first three times. Hey, man, if you just didn't want, my pic- want me to have the picture of Santana, I get it. It's fucked up, but I get it. Time to take another drink. Marty brings up Santana yet again, talking about El Segundo Brewing Company beer. Don't know how he managed to do that, as always. She's got to come on this show because you talk about her so much. She has to. I mean, never mind. Uh, The other big news in AEW this week was Team Cody versus the Inner Circle. And this whole thing, I loved. I loved Jericho in the inner circle, like being NWO, like up there causing trouble while he's trying to talk, like blowing air horns. Like Jericho's 50 years old, acting like a little fourth grader. It's fucking awesome. It's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> and he grabs a mic every time Cody talks. He's like, boo. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Cody. What? I love the line Cody dropped, though, with look, this isn't that other organization we work at. Like, there's no invisible wall. I can easily just come up there and beat your ass. <laughs> I love that. But uh, I didn't like Cody's team that he brought out with him. Like, their average age for the three people that came out is like 164. And that's with MJF being 23 coming out there with him. It's me. It's me. DDP. See, here's my thing. Why didn't the Young Bucks come? Because the Young few- Bucks got their asses beat. But they're feuding with LAX. So why wouldn't they come? And if Cody's a part of their... They didn't get their their ass to beat after the match, did they? No. 
I don't remember if they. Probably. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, if they're feuding with LAX and Cody's their boy, why wouldn't they come out there and them and MJF instead of Dustin and DDP? Maybe they're just trying to. Well, I mean, DDP comes to the ring with Cody all the time. Dustin's his brother. I don't know. I, Maybe they're trying to do something with so it's not so much of the elite being out there. And I think that's what it was more along the lines. But how bad does it look when the inner circle guys are getting their ass kicked by DDP who's like 74 years old hey, and man. hasn't wrestled a match in like who knows how long? It's about that DDP yoga, bro. Yoga. Maybe I should start doing yoga. Maybe that's why I'm not losing weight. Anyway, the inner circle and Cody, I, I loved it. I loved the uh, JR talking about the dipping dots. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that the brawl didn't like it wasn't stretched out forever. Like these t- things tend to do like they started fighting. They got broke up. They got separated. And you wanted to see more mm-hmm. like little stuff like that brings me in more. And now I'm I, at first I was thinking there's no way Cody's winning. I think Cody's winning. Um, I still don't know. I'm still not sure if that's going to happen yet. I can see it happening more, but I just don't know if they're going to pull the trigger. I want them to, but I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger. And when, what's this announcement he was supposed to make also? Oh, um, yeah, because that, that, that never happened either. It never happened. Jericho wouldn't let him talk. Every time he got ready to talk, Jericho was blowing the air. Oh! <laughs> yeah, so... And I like Cody's little smug ass trying to like be the bigger man with everything. His whole demeanor in it was good. I just I want him to be healed so bad. You can't wear a three piece suit and be a face. <laughs> I mean, it's that's pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, There's only two kind of people. The fucking the Miz ain't walking around as a fucking face with that shit on. Yeah, I mean, the only the only one that can rock around wearing a fucking three piece suit and come off as a face is the fucking Rock. Rock never wore a three-piece suit. This ain't ballers. He does when he comes back. He comes back a few times. He's come out in a three-piece suit. Rock's never been out on WWTV in a fucking suit unless it's the yeah, Hall yeah. of Fame. I'm pretty sure he has. We all know you're wrong about The Rock from a couple episodes ago, so I'm not going to gonna agree to your Rock slander that you're putting out here again. What are you talking about? I didn't slander The Rock. You slandered the good name of the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. What? Shit, episode 40 through 52. <laughs> yeah? And what happened? His ass showed up at SmackDown premiere. Just yeah. Saying. You were motherfucker all... threw his ass. A motherfucker put his ass on blast, and all of a sudden he showed up. Just and saying. He turned into a screaming little bitch when he came out. Oh, my God, that's the wrong. And, and then I looked over, and I was pointing at the little kid that was next to me. He was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> Shut up, kid. Like, him. chill the him. fuck out, bro. Act Calm like you've been down, in before. you never seen The Rock? Good Lord. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> any other takeaways from AEW before we move on? They got a, like I said, they got SCU versus Lucha Brothers next week. Um, was anything well, else announced for them next week? The, the for no, I didn't see anything announced yet. Um, I'm sure something's gonna come from Moxley and Pac. Yeah, that's that was the other one. That was the other one we need to talk about. The main event, a really good match. Um, probably the best match I've seen Moxley do since he left WWE. I mean, it was cool to see him in New Japan, and no, I take that back. The match with Janela was really good, but this was a regular wrestling match. It didn't have all the the bells and whistles in it, and I like Pac way more than I like Neville. 
Um, I like the fact that Pac's making people tap out. The fact that he couldn't make Moxley tap out gets both of them over with the time limit draw. And even though I talk shit about the draw, just trying to stir some shit up, I like the time limit draw. I liked it when they did it with Cody and Darby Allen. I think they basically need to do this at least once every month or so to make people realize that it's a possibility mm. and to put a little bit more urgency when the timekeeper's going five minutes left. But uh, I love I love the fact that AEW uses that time limit. I think it's great. Um and shouldn't they get a TV title? They should. Um, but like they, I don't know. It just I remember back in the day when when WWE used to have time limits and they used to use that shit, and then they just went away from it, obviously, because they don't. You know, they, they don't hold on to time limits at all. They don't even count out ten minute, ten second counts. Uh, but no, I like it, and it, it it just brings a little bit of um new of New Japan to it because that's obviously most of these guys came from new japan and that's what they, they use that out there um but it, it brings value to the match as far as like this is what's going to happen like they got to get this done and the way the i was i was actually pretty happy with the fact that it was a timeout like that and for the for the, the main event um and I, yeah i don't know i thought it was a great match i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of Pac at all um Pac or neville just not i am a moxie fan uh, but I think that it adds value to the story, and I think it builds even further as far as what we might get from this, and it's going to keep it going. And I think that timing out, um, obviously, then Ambrose or Moxley went off on the ref, but um, I don't know. I like I, I like the decision to do that. And here's the fickle matter: is that people I saw a lot of people that that were actually on board with this, and they're the same people that were bitching about a match not having to finish. A month ago, oh, uh, but but Marty, that match is supposed to have a finish. It's a Hell in a Cell match. We've never seen a Hell in a Cell match not have a finish, Marty. There's always a finish to Hell in a Cell because nobody remembers Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman when Brock Lesnar came in and made it a non-finish last year. That's my internet fan voice. <laughs> I would have been way more obnoxious, but I just don't feel it this morning. Um, I don't know, man. Like people are, I'm not even gonna get into that again. Like it's it's, it's a weekly thing on the show, and it's it's just tiresome. Uh, and I agree with you. I like the finish for both of them, to be honest with you. Um, and I really like this one as the main event because it was unexpected. Like I honestly thought Ambrose was Ambrose Moxley was gonna win at the end when he hit his move and went to go cover him, and he didn't. Um. What I didn't like was Moxley attacking the ref because the most popular ref in AEW is Girl Hebner. And is Moxley going to attack her when he disagrees with something? Which I'm sure a lot of the AEW fan base loves intergender wrestling, which I don't. And they love the men versus women aspect, which I don't. But, I mean, it has to lead to that, right? Like, she can't ref his match and be up in his face like she is versus Jericho and other people without him dropping her on her head or else it just wouldn't it wouldn't was fit it in. moxley it wasn't ambrose in an intergender match on he was supposed to be him and him and nia Jax towards the end were like in the middle of starting up a feud and then they just put the kibosh on it for whatever reason and oh, never never spoke of it again he talked about that in his in like one of his first interviews was 
he could tell they were just trying to embarrass him. He didn't even know that Nia Jax was about to come out and interrupt him during the interview. And I think she slapped him at one point. He didn't know that was going to happen either. That didn't, was that around Royal Rumble? Yeah, it was right after Royal Rumble. Yeah, okay. Right, uh, and then they just took him off TV completely, yeah. I guess. Um, good match. I hope it... I don't know what the announcement was. I thought there was an announcement of them to doing something again, but I could be wrong. It Moxley facing uh, Omega at full gear? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, so eventually they got to get back to... See, I like this little three-way beef that they go in. You don't know who's the heel. You don't know who's the face. You just got three people like not liking each other. We're getting so, yeah, we we got Moxie and Omega, and then we got Pac versus Adam Page. So they they've announced four matches so far. Why is Adam Page and Pac fighting again? He already tapped out to him. I have no idea. Adam Hangman Page. The breakout superstar for AEW that people don't even notice when he's not on TV. Uh, yeah, he was the other day when, when I saw his uh, vignette come on before the match. Uh, I was I, at that point, I'm like, oh shit, Hangman Page is there tonight. All right. <laughs> Remember that time when I kept trying to tell people that AEW dropped the ball with Hangman and nobody believed me? Yeah, good times. <laughs> Um, yeah, as far as AEW, again, that's all they got announced next week is SCU versus Lucha Brothers for the tag titles. Uh, their women's division is awful. I know they were in Pittsburgh, and I know Britt Baker's like the quote-unquote face of their division, even though she's not the champ. But my God. I just... I, I called into uh, another podcast I listened to, the East Coast cast this week, and I threw out the fact that something we've been talking about that I think Tessa Blanchard needs to go to either AEW or WWE. Well, now I'm I'm convinced she just needs to go to WWE. There's nothing she can do for AEW's women division. She'll be wrestling men before you know it, just like she is in TNA right now. If they if they brought her to AEW, she wouldn't be wrestling women. She'd be wrestling men the entire time. Yeah, she'd be fighting Orange Cassidy by the time the next star cast comes up. Yeah, and. That's that's pointless to me. She needs to well, be somewhere. And, and, where... I mean, and to be honest, you put her up against the roster, the, the women's roster. None of those people fucking hold a torch to her. I'm sorry, they just don't. Uh, if you look at like some of the biggest names that are on the female roster, they they don't they don't hold anything to Tessa Blanchard. It just they just doesn't work that way. So you talk She'd about... be good against Kong and like Nyla Rose, but everybody else, it would be it wouldn't be believable. To see Tessa Blanchard wrestle them because for one they're all small as hell, and for two Tessa Blanchard is like one of the best women's wrestler in the world, if not the best. I, so I would good. I would argue that she's the best. Yeah, so good that the last two TNA Impact uh, pay per views, their two biggest shows of the year, she's had to wrestle men because they don't have anybody that can keep up with her, and she can't go backwards in TNA. Like she can't go back now and win the women's title after wrestling men all the time because it just wouldn't be believable or fair if somebody were to beat her. It's like when China won the Intercontinental title and then she went back at WrestleMania and just like dominated Ivory for the women's title. It just it made no sense. Right. Yeah, she goes and has a, a match for the IC title against Jericho and then all of a sudden is back thrown into the women's division where the women are as small are you know, 
the size of her leg. And like, yeah, exactly. And not that Tessa's like huge, but she's just believable. Yeah, like she's she's just fucking good. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the only way you could play it is she's good. At, she's I like, mean, to be honest, at this point, if you put her in WWE, she's immediately the best wrestler on the roster. Like, I would I would have given an argument that it would have been Charlotte, um, but it's not. Like the way Charlotte's been the last six months to a year, it just isn't Charlotte anymore, and. That would obviously be the one we'd get, but oh, you know, a year ago I would have been saying that's the match we're going to get because that's that's who deserves to be the match for who's like the best out there. And at this point, I don't I don't even think Charlotte um, matches up against Tessa at the moment. I think Tessa on the roster though would make Charlotte step her game up because I think oh it it would absolutely would for a while Charlotte was so much better than everybody else, but she's not anymore. Like. Eos just as good as she is. Um, there was somebody else. I can't. I can't remember who it was. There's a couple women on the roster now though that can compete with Charlotte. And to me, Charlotte's just coasting now. Like I mean, Mandy I don't Rose feel like she's got just surpassing Charlotte at this point. I mean, um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just joking. I, I tell you what, there was a video of her like catching Nikki Cross and doing a fall away slant, and it was dope. Like she looks like a little powerhouse. Um. If they could just find a way to harness her appeal the other way in her wrestling, she'd be pretty good. But I don't know. I just think Tessa in WWE or NXT would be good either. I mean, you put her in NXT, you got her and Baszler, her and Bianca Belair, her and uh, rematch, rematch, Rhea Ripley, her rematch. and uh, what's the lady's name from Ocala? Santana Garrett. Yeah, I figured you. I figured you know who I was talking about. I mean, hold uh, on. Last time they fought, Santana ended up losing her belt, and Tessa walked out. She didn't win that match, but after that match, Santana had to relinquish her title. <laughs> Fucking drink that shit, bitch. I got no more. I got no more water. Oh, my God. <laughs> you made me kill my entire glass of water through a 40-minute episode so far. Um, you put her on Raw. You got her and Becky, her and Oscar, her and Kyrie Sane, her and Charlotte. Um, I think you bring Tessa over and you make Tessa a fucking wild card. She does whatever she wants, wherever she wants. Put her on SmackDown. You got her and Sasha. I'd love to see her and Sasha. Because Sasha, I think. <sighs> Sasha, I know y'all don't. I know a lot of people don't like Sasha, but Sasha puts on the best matches as a foil to everybody. If you look at everybody's best matches, Sasha's the other counterpart to it. You never look and say, oh, Sasha had a great match. What's Becky Lynch's best match versus Sasha at Hell in a Cell? What's Charlotte's best match versus Sa- What was Ronda Rousey's best match, her entire run, versus Sasha at Royal Rumble? I mean. Damn, a lot bitch. of people make, a lot of, everybody makes Sasha look good. Holy shit. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm not going to tolerate this Sasha slander anymore. Um. I don't even remember what I was talking about. You just got me so pissed off. Tessa being on SmackDown. Or How Tessa. do we even get to Tessa? We're talking about AEW's women's division. You oh, that's just why. randomly brought her up. Because their women's division sucks. So we end up talking about other shit. So moving right along, Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, Friday Night SmackDown was garbage. That's all I got to say about it. It's That's, that's pretty much basically what it was. Flair was drunk. Hogan's still racist. Um... You know what's funny is that everyone this whole week has been talking about how Ric Flair looks drunk and all this. And all I'm thinking is, 
That's exactly what I said last week. Just that's exactly what I said. Been saying the last two weeks. Like Pete Opus is ready to beat your ass too. And now he's like, I guess Flair does look drunk. Yeah, I, Pete I'm, Opus I'm, on Twitter, by the way, people, y'all should follow him. Good dude. Get some hate mail and shit, and our suspicious packages in the mail. <laughs> I get to the it mail. Won't be El Segundo Brewing Company. I can pretty much assure you that. Fucking, if, I, if I come out and there's an Amazon or a box dropped at my door and it has Legos all over it, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna open that box from the outskirts of Chicago. <laughs> Ah, yeah. oh, fuck it, Pete. I love you, Pete. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing to talk about from SmackDown. Um, the best part of SmackDown, Marty, was that WWE backstage came on right after SmackDown. And I don't know if you've caught this show or not. I think it's only been on twice. I love this show. It's Paige, Booker T, Renee Young, and Christian. You lost me with Paige. And, all right, but hear me out. They don't talk like um they work for wwe they talk like we talk like it's basically a video podcast of people that are in the business talking about who should go over and well and if, just, if you think really about good. it like the premise of it all is meant to be like a wrestling talk show right i mean it's it, it's it's meant to be a show by fox not a show by wwe right. and that's and that's the difference of it all so it legit becomes more of like you know you're sitting on on espn and listen watching listen to like you know um the you know any any of the shows just talking about about the nfl or mlb postseason or whatever it might be it's legit just meant to be that talk show setting about wrestling and it's fantastic so three things they do that i really like besides the i don't know i like all the personalities on it. i like christian i like Paige, i like renee young and i like booker um they they did a they did a live interview with Roman Reigns right after SmackDown in the locker room. So it's kind of like a post game interview, like they would do on NFL or MLB or whatever. After the match, Roman's standing there with a towel on, talking about what happened, and then he gets jumped by King Corbin. Uh, <laughs> so that was good. But I do like the post game interviews if they're going to be doing that every Friday. That'll be cool to see. Um, they announce matches for the following week. They announced that Roman versus King Corbin will be on SmackDown. They announced Becky versus Kyrie Sane. And they announced Rollins versus uh, Luke Harper. Not Luke Harper. What's the other one? The Beard. Rowan. Rowan in a Falls Count Anywhere match on Monday Night Raw. So they give you match announcements. They give you an interview. And then they do this thing where they bring in celebrities to do a one-on-one trash talk uh, promo class with either Booker or Christian. And it was Booker last week, and it was Christian this week. And this week it was, like, the guy from American Ninja Warrior who used to play football. <laughs> he, like, he told Christian, get out of my face. And Christian walked up on him, and he grabbed Christian by the suit and was like, I'll beat you a little ass, basically. And then Christian just kind of backed up and cut a really good promo on him. So that's fun to see. I don't know, man. It's just a good – it's a one-hour show. It's easy to watch. It's right after the bullshit that happened on SmackDown. And in all honesty, it was my favorite WWE non-NXT show of the week. So I think you should check it out. Set your DVR to record next week. It's on Fox Sports 1. Noted. Will do. All right. So You're going to talk about this feud or what? What feud is that? About somebody getting over like his girlfriend. Uh, JR versus... Good old JR. Good old JR. Is anybody else sick of JR or is it just me? You know what? I'm like, here's the thing. I'm not sick of JR. 
And I'll tell you why. Well, one, I love JR. Um, I'm not sick of JR because I'm fucking sick of King. And <laughs> that shit fest surpasses anything else on air. Like, they fucking need to put his ass out the pasture, bro. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm just... He just annoys me. I don't even listen to his podcast anymore. He just annoys the shit out of me. Um, But Becky Lynch apparently feels the same way I do about AEW's women's roster because she tweeted back to JR like, hey, go tell your entire women's division I'll beat all their ass twice on Sunday. And to this moment, I haven't seen any of them respond (laughs) because I think they all know it's probably true. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just more people like, Fucking with Rollins because he's the whipping boy now. He's the Roman Reigns of 2019. Like it's easy to just talk shit about Rollins and get a bunch of likes and retweets. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So before we go, wrap it up. We'll go ahead and do the power rankings of the shows that I watched this week. Um. Number one, the best show I watched was AEW. Number two was NXT. Number three was the NWA again because there was some handsome guy sitting in the front row with a boot to the face shirt on. Um, and NWA is easy to watch too. If you, I know we didn't talk about that, but if y'all watched it on YouTube, it it flies by. Uh, number four, reluctantly, I got Monday Night Raw. And number five, I got WWE backstage. That was my favorite wrestling show. My fifth one, SmackDown didn't even make the list, and SmackDown used to be my favorite show to watch. And that's how. That's how we run through it. Uh, we will end the show on that note. Marty, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, the Cowboys are off today, right? Yep. Well, then we can all have a good football day. I know I will, because regardless of what happens today, we're still in first place. <laughs> um, for Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. Find us on all your podcasts and platforms. ProWrestlingTees.com slash boot to the face. This has been episode 44. Peace! Light up! We are the best. I see you. The pride of the West.